0: Digital transformation can be intimidating to many. And joining us today is a key player in the tech space who's been helping businesses across the Middle East hit their transformation goals using two simple principles, partnership and education. You're listening to tech Force Middle East, a new podcast celebrating trailblazers in the region. Today, we're joined by Mukesh Kumar, the Middle East Alliances and Channel Regional Vice President at Salesforce. Mukesh works with our amazing partner ecosystem across the Middle East region, helping over a thousand individuals kickstart their digital transformation journey. But that's not all. We'll also look into the future with Matthew Lambert, Regional Director and Alliances and Channel here in the Middle East. Now, Matthew may not have a crystal ball, but he does have expert insight into how educational institutions right here in the Middle East are helping create the transformational leaders of tomorrow. But first things first, Mukesh, Matthew, welcome to the podcast.
1: Thank you, Mark. Thank you for having us here. It's a pleasure to be here with you.
2: Yes, thank you, Mark. It's great to be
0: there, albeit from a very rainy uh, England compared to your sunny Dubai. Before we get into the crux of the podcast today, shall we start with a few rapid questions? Let's do it. Mukesh, if
1: you had a superpower, what would it be? Oh, I tell you what, um, I've often thought about this question. I would love to be invisible. Matthew, your superpower? Well, without sounding boring,
0: I
2: would be invisible too for the exact same reasons as Mukesh. What were those reasons? So that we could go
0: in and see scenarios from all angles at all times. Okay, innovation or optimization?
1: For me, I would say innovation sounds more exciting, sounds very forward looking, uh, sounds more creative and sounds limitless. Matthew?
2: I would say optimization because we, no one's actually reinvented the wheel ever. We're just enhancing the wheel, making it go faster. So I would say we always
1: optimize. Continuous improvement or disruptive innovation? My view, again, following my theme of innovation, I said disruptive innovation, right? We're in that era of everything's possible, anything's possible. And with Salesforce, we know everything's possible with our platform. And we see that with our customer success story. So I am a firm believer of driving innovation. Matthew?
2: I would do the uh, optimization again, because for the, for the same reasons as before, we're always enhancing and optimizing what we're doing and actually working with our peers and our colleagues and our customers and our partners to basically make ourselves be the best
0: versions of ourselves what's a general misconception when it comes to digital transformation
1: so mark i think um, the digital transformation is, is seen as a bit of a buzzword is seen as a bit of a trend i guess it depends on as a business how you view it and 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 there's no right answer here right I mean, if you look at the uh, pandemic what that caused was an acceleration of businesses wanting to change and evolve i.e you know transformation and now that we night, you know come out of that pandemic we're finding organizations customers actually they they want to keep on driving that transformation they don't want to go back to the way things were because it's it's now proven that you can accelerate you can connect with your customers better you can get a much stronger roi so i think the transformation the digital transformation journey it's not just a buzzword it's actually something meaningful and it's something that's actually showing tangible benefits across multiple industries matthew what about yourself what's a common
0: misconception uh, when it comes to digital transformation this is this is probably the
2: biggest question i get asked most of the time and i had most conversations about with my partners I would say digital transformation starts with people. So we're in the technology business and we talk about technology all the time. We talk about industries and different clouds, et cetera. But it's the people that actually transform the business. So if you bring the people on the journey, and one of our partners does a really good, powerful piece on this about, it's the people first that lead everything else. So I say, start with people, get them on the journey of what's happening and how they can improve their own uh, continuous improvement to go on to the previous question and then you layer on the technology afterwards. So I think we talk technology first, we should be talking people first and how it changes their lives.
1: And can I just sort of underline, you know, both those statements there. You know, digital transformation is, is, is a combination of you know, that thought leadership and technology, that thought leadership that Matthew's referring to, the, the, the people side and the technology that's gonna underpin that, that's gonna support that, that's gonna allow you know, the businesses to evolve. So it's, it's a hand in hand operation. Mukesh, what's one technology that's
0: had the biggest impact on your life?
1: Well, Mark, believe it or not, right? Um, I remember going to university and I didn't have a mobile phone, I had a pager. That was the only way I could communicate with my friends and family. And then all of a sudden, I was allowed a mobile phone. And since then, life has completely transformed, as you know it. We do everything on a mobile phone, right? Whether it's sort of personal stuff, business stuff, you know, interaction, communicating, communicating with your loved ones who are now millions of miles away. You know, the ability to do that through a mobile phone gadget, which is also getting smaller, smaller, getting more and more convenient for us. And, you know, I think when I look back at it, I just don't know how you functioned without a mobile phone. I do everything you know, using my phone. I run my business on Salesforce using my mobile phone. So I would say that for me is a massive, massive transformation in the industry. I'd love to get into both your backgrounds and I'll stay with you Mukesh. Tell us a little bit how you got into
0: technology and how you ended up in Salesforce.
1: Good question, actually, Mark. Uh, not many people know this, but when I first started uh, my education at university, I was thinking law or IT. And one advice I have for, uh, you know, people is if you're in that sort of uh, conundrum, go and go from work experience. And that's exactly what I did. I joined a law firm and within the first three hours, I realized this is not for me. And I think with the whole noise around the millennium and, you know, the, the whole 2000 era, that was creating a lot of burden, in the marketplace so my my sort of interest was getting getting more towards technology so my point being I did a IT degree after graduation I joined a organization named Oracle as a, a business consultant uh, which was amazing I worked with multiple clients across multiple industries I really had an opportunity to actually get experience from different projects in different roles through that journey I then worked for Accenture which was again a, a an amazing amazing opportunity to be able to really work with some of the best clients in our industries it was actually through accenture when i remember i was asked to do a bid on something called SaaS, and i remember looking around thinking, what is SaaS?" you know um software as a service what is software as a service And then once I started to do some research, I thought, okay, this is, this seems to be the, the new trend at the moment. And that's when I came across Siebel On Demand and Salesforce and through a lot more research, I then very quickly realized actually Salesforce is the number one player in CRM, Software as a Service that that led me to join Salesforce as an organization. So my point being is that what started as a bit of a hobby, playing computer games manifested itself into, I'll do a degree in IT, then became a graduate position at one of the best IT companies, then landing me with the best IT company in our field. Mukesh, I'm
0: not gonna lie, I'm not sure I can imagine you as a lawyer. Um, I, think, I think I've got the suits for uh, to be you a lawyer. You dress like one. <laughs> Uh, Matthew, what about yourself?
2: Uh, mine's a slightly different journey, Mark. Um, so I I went to university in Brighton, England, and then I pursued a, a career in um, the telecommunications industry in London. I actually there's a, a little known fact but I actually had a, a um, an interview with BBC when I was a student to be a presenter, which I would have loved to have done but that was sadly not for me. So I took a job in telco in sales and marketing for 20 years now, I know you can't quite believe it, but 20 odd years, and then I decided about five, six years ago, I was gonna to come to Salesforce. And I decided that because I'd watched their trajectory for the last few years, and one or two of the telco top, top players had moved to Salesforce, uh, A Leon Mangan, for example. And uh, so I reached out to him, and I got an interview uh, with Salesforce, I went on Trailhead, I learned about uh, Salesforce and I basically got the job that same day of the interview, which is unheard of in Salesforce, as an AE. So I was nearly in the shoes of an AE um, until Leon and Tony said that I would be better suited to come into uh, the, um, the alliances and channels, which has been a great move for me. So 20 years of direct sales and the last five
0: in channel with Salesforce. Both you, both Mukesh and Matthew, both of you speak to a lot of our partners who talk to a lot of our customers. What are the, some of the key trends that we're seeing in the digital transformation space?
1: Yeah, so Mark, before I answer that, I, I guess if I just explain, you know, what my role is, you know, managing our partner ecosystem, essentially, as an extension of Salesforce, right, we've got the amazing products and solutions. And we rely on our partners to work with us to essentially deliver customer success. And If I look at the Middle East market, it's a very exciting time for us at the moment, you know, and it has been. We've been doing some amazing work with our clients across the industries here. And the one advice I I share with my partners and certainly the one trend I'm noticing is industry expertise, because customers are now more demanding of that knowledge, that expertise. So when you're sitting around the table speaking to someone from a financial services industry, or a healthcare industry or a telco organisation, you need to be able to understand and relate to some of the challenges that industry is facing, some of the opportunities, some of the best practices, some of the ways that we can drive innovation. And that I feel is what makes us relevant for customers. That's what makes them achieve success faster. And it's our job as a partner ecosystem to be able to build that knowledge, build that expertise, so that when we are in those conversations, these are relevant conversations and how we map them to our solution, our product is, is, is you know, secondary. The important thing is, how can we help our customers? And that only comes with industry knowledge.
0: It's really interesting that you say that because we had Mohammed Abdul ex head of IT, of Emirates Transport. And when I asked him, what advice do you have for youngsters graduating from universities and coming into technology? That's the exact same thing that he said. He said, be an industry specialist, speak that language and then go and use that language. So it's really interesting that you say that. Uh, what about you, Matthew? What trends are you seeing in the digital transformation space?
2: Yes, so, so again, to give you a little bit of background. So like, like McCash, I look after our, our partners, but I've got the best job I feel in Salesforce looking after our top 10 strategic partners in the region. Uh, and my role every day is to be with those partners, helping them uh, move their business forward, move the dial forward, uh, increase their knowledge, et cetera, deliver great, great um, delivery for end customers, great CSAT scores. Um, what I say to my partners is to echo what Lukesh said is about industry alignment, but it's about finding your particular space. So it could be on industry. It could be on particular personas. So we're now drilling down into actual the personas within those industries. You know, are you talking to the marketing director or the marketing C-level or are you talking to a delivery um, C-level or are you talking to a transformation uh, project manager? You know, it's about really getting into the nuts and bolts of the specifics of each customer and proving to that customer that Salesforce understands exactly,
0: not just the overall pain point, but the pain point for that persona. Makes a lot of sense. During the course of the podcast series, I think I've said the two words, digital transformation
1: about 750 times. Is it a buzzword or is it a genuine trend? In my opinion, is is it's a genuine trend uh, because if it was a buzzword, it wouldn't be lasting this long it would have at some point uh, attracted negative publicity right but it's definitely a, a strong trend because we are seeing the business benefits the industry transformation and better ways of working and efficient performances and processes being adopted across the organization our customer organization thanks to digital transformation but i, th- I think i think in order for digital transformation to really be fully embraced Again, I'm going to go back to my previous comment around, you need to understand the obstacles of a certain industry. How do we go better? How do we go further? How do we do more with less, right? How do we become more efficient? So I think now's an opportunity for organisations to actually do a bit of an analysis of what's around them, what could be better, and what does future look like? And yes, this digital transformation journey is one opportunity that allows to attract resources, talent to focus on these initiatives. Because without this, you know it'll just become another day in the life of, and that's something that we're challenging because we want to improve that for our customers. Matthew Buzzword or key trend?
2: Oh, uh, Mark, it's a complete trend. I mean, I've been I've been talking about digital transformation to customers. When I was in the telco world, and then I come into the software software world, and either either industry, uh, whoever you're talking to. We were used to dealing with spreadsheets and Word documents, et cetera. I now can collaborate with you know, hundreds of my team, tens of my team immediately via all the different technologies that we have at our disposal. It's making us work twice as fast as we, how we used to work. And I really see that in Salesforce, just from my day to day, You know how I collaborate with my, with my peers, how we get things to market quicker, how we action marketing, how we deliver sales, the
0: whole piece. So it's not a buzzword, it's very much real life. And it starts with people Mukesh, what's one thing that businesses need to be aware of when it comes to digital transformation?
1: I, I think they need to be aware of um, change you know that that, that change is coming or, or change is inevitable and really sort of looking around the business and, and understanding where do the employees stand in the next sort of five to 10 years how can we get the most out of the employees to be able to drive that business so and I think sort of you know that, that housekeeping starts from within to identify okay where are those legacy processes which are maybe there for a long time but not necessarily the most efficient way of doing things maybe it's slowing things down maybe there are better ways to to optimize some of these manual interventions so I think Now's an opportunity for organizations to first look within and understand, okay, there's an opportunity that we need to embrace here. Second thing is, Mark, is yeah, we're, you know, Salesforce does this very well, is we celebrate customer success stories. We want to amplify what we are achieving with other customers across our platform. We've done the hard work, we've delivered success, we've got the metrics, we've got the ROI to demonstrate that. Why would we not want to share that? with all our customers. Why would we not? It's, not? it's not a secret ingredient. It's actually a formula built on our platform. So I think now an opportunity, whether you're a small organization uh, or, 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 you know, you've got thousands of employees, the benefit is without platform, you benefit from the same functionality, the same features. And, and one final point is us as an organization, we are very, very strong on customer feedback, right? And We have three product releases per year. Those releases are not determined by just internal R&D. It's actually determined by what is the industry saying? What are the customers saying? We want to know their feedback. Their feedback is our gift. And we want to understand, okay, how can we you know, I don't know, as an example, drive more innovation in our financial services cloud product for the FS industry, for the financial services industry. But that knowledge is going to come when we speak with customers, when we gain their feedback, we understand, okay, what and how can we do better than before? And we then bring that into our organization, we consolidate that into some richness in functionality, and we make that available for the industry, for all our customers. And I think that is the power of Salesforce. The first thing you said was around change and that resonates a lot Uh, many of
0: the guests that we had on this podcast are on the front line of supporting that digital transformation journey and they're facing a lot of resistance to this change what do you what advice do you have for these people who are facing that resistance to change from companies partners and so on
1: listen when i speak to partners uh, and 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 you know they share examples of customers uh, customer conversations change has to happen change is inevitable it's not like the old days where you know you're a customer for life with one particular client you know the accessibility to move to different suppliers to different chains is, is very easy so i think as organizations they need to be cognizant they need to be mindful of that to hold on to your customers to retain your customers you need to keep on evolving keep on giving them uh value Right. And, and, and that's only going to happen if you're able to transform your front office uh, interaction with the customers. Because Essentially, you know, the way we look at it, we put customers at the heart of everything we do. And that is our success formula. And our partners are doing exactly the same thing. So customers want to see real time change. You know, long are the days where you do some coding in the background, which, you know, may or may not be noticed. Now they want real time, agile changes right in front of them where they can see a huge difference into their day-to-day life. completely agree. Matthew, I'll
0: go back to your to, to the previous question. Uh, what are the things that businesses need to consider when they're on their digital transformation journey?
2: Yeah, sure, so thank you, Mark. So look, I'm gonna, I'm gonna repeat some of the things I said before and it's people. And as Mikesh just said, we celebrate our customers and it's the very best way of getting the right end point for everyone. So if you think about it, No one likes change. human beings, we don't like change. Any sort of change, we don't like, okay? Some people are more adapted to it than others. But the reality is, we don't like change. So you have to take these people on the journey. So you have to show them how it's working in certain organisations, in certain industries. You need to show them how it's improving their life, making their life easier and getting better outcomes. And when you do that, and you bring the people on the journey with you, then you have a much better outcome and a much more productive outcome. Um, So the obstacle is people. The challenge is, people, the technology is being adapted all the time behind the scenes. We have the best technology. That's a proven fact. But we do need the people to be on the journey with us. And it's our job and our partner's job. And I think we do a very good job at basically educating about where the change is happening and where the change is best
0: placed. That would be my answer, Mark. Matthew, you're obviously a massive advocate of of, of the people. And I think this is a perfect time to transition to some of the tremendous work that you're doing when it comes to learning, development, and education of the future of the the Salesforce uh, ecosystem, all the trailblazers that are going to come out of the universities that you're working with currently. Can you tell us a little bit more about that work that you're doing? Yeah, I'd love to,
2: Mark. I mean, look, like I said before, I've got the best job in Salesforce because I deal with our top partners. But but about three years ago, uh, IDC did a report that really resonated with me and my team. And it basically was saying that we're growing so fast at Salesforce, we're creating so many jobs in the ecosystem and so much work revenue. There's a skills gap. You know, we're growing faster than we've got enough people to do the jobs. And so the obvious place to find those is the new graduates of the graduates of the future, the youth of tomorrow. And that's not necessarily just always graduates, by the way. It could be any any person coming into the ecosystem. So... I basically went to my bosses and said, look, I'd like to become a a trailblazer for Salesforce. Trailblazer is basically where we get uh, trained how to present our trailhead university to students and actually to any sort of uh, uh, any non-Salesforce personnel around the world. So I became a trailblazer uh, guide about three years ago. And I went into the first university, which was RIT, Rochester Institute of Technology. It's a New York university based out of Dubai. It gives a New York qualification in Dubai for Dubai and uh, Middle East students. And I went to, be- went to meet the bursa there. And I got on really well, an Italian lady. And she said, listen, why don't you do a presentation to the students? I did that presentation. And we had about 100 students in the room. And the feedback was amazing. I got a major high from doing it. The students came and asked me a million questions. And off the back of that, we decided that we start taking some interns into our Salesforce partners. That has now grown from three years ago. I now look after 10 universities across five countries. I've delivered countless presentations and I'm delighted to say that some of my colleagues such as Val Bona and other colleagues in my organization have now started doing that for me when I'm not in the region. We've got our partners helping deliver um, part-time syllabus to the students. And the most important thing is we've got all those students using our free online university trailhead to help them guide their way through the journey of salesforce now the pro the the benefit of that is very simple it's what we call a win-win-win the student wants the very best job that they can have when they finish their studies so they're studying hard in whatever discipline they're doing the university wants them to have the very best job and of course the university that success is the best students having the best jobs globally and success for us is filling that skills gap we need net new resource into our organization. And whether that be into my partners, whether that be into our Salesforce customers, or whether that be into Salesforce itself, there's three homes for those students. And so it really is a win-win-win. It's been fantastically received and it's snowballing across the region. I expect to have 20 universities by the end of this year. I expect to have about 3000 students going on internships or training on Trailhead. And let's be honest, the key thing there as well, it's free. And if those students learn Trailhead, and they take the time to take some of the qualifications that go with it, I will actually, and they get an internship with one of my partners, I will actually to Salesforce will give them an exam voucher worth up to $400 to take an exam that will then help them in any global Salesforce role. So it really has been an amazing
0: success. Matthew, that's unbelievable work. Mukesh, I know you want to add something to that.
1: Yeah no, uh, Mark. So you got to remember as well. Across the Middle East, if we look at the partner ecosystem, we, we've got just over 185 partners serving the whole six um, uh, Gulf regions, and between them, there's over 1,100 cel- Salesforce certified resources. And those 1,100 Salesforce certified resources have just over 3,400 Salesforce certifications. So as an average, you know, that's you know three and a half certification per employee. So going back to the point that Matthew raised, this is a a huge and a great opportunity for the students within the region to be able to not only upskill themselves in in one of our amazing products, but also to find an opportunity across the partner ecosystem because this is what we want to do. We want to give back to the community in this region. We want to be able to provide that in-country value with the talent that we're building through the universities. And you know, and that's evident with the amount of investment and the growth you can see across our partner ecosystem. So I do want to also congratulate and recognize all our partners for their support on this. Awesome. Uh, Matthew,
0: staying with you, uh, going back to you, excuse me. uh, What's the importance of education when it comes to digital transformation? You talked about this win-win-win concept, but why is education so important? I'll take you on a journey
2: back from my own when I got the job with Salesforce, if I may. So I'm a 20-year veteran of sales and marketing in a telco industry. And I decide I want to re-skill and go into the software industry because I can see the potential. Okay, so what I did was, I was actually, at the time, I, I was very lucky. I was fortunate to have uh, run a business and had sold it. And I was doing some freelance consultancy. And I took a month to learn Trailhead. Just myself, on Trailhead, I downloaded the app and I started learning and I loved it. It had gamification. It was interesting. There were points systems. There were rankings. It was tiered. And I could go into various different component parts. I could talk about uh, if I was around sales and marketing or if I was more technically minded. I could go into a, a fake organization and sort of start building code. It's an incredible tool to have. And it covers both education for ourselves, or our own employees, and on our new products coming through. So how we learn at Salesforce is using Trailhead. We don't have instructors anymore. We learn real time on our mobiles, on our tablets, in an airport, traveling in our free time, et cetera. That's what these students are doing now. They're learning whenever they can learn. They're, They're enhancing their ability. And listen, we love learning, don't we? And We absolutely love it. When I go into a university, you can see the, the world is their, is their oyster. And I get that feeling. And I feel like now, having had my career that I've had, I'm actually now working with partners and delivering some of that real-time information that I'm seeing with my partners into those students. But I'm also taking some of those fresh ideas that I'm getting from the students back into our partners. And so... I would say personally, my own experience was I really enjoyed learning on TroEd and I can see tangibly the students love it too, because it is fun and it is engaging and it also ensures that they have
0: a career for the long term. Rakesh, can you tell us a little bit about the partners that you work with, the relationships that you have with them and their role in growing the Salesforce ecosystem in the MENA region?
1: Yeah. Thank you, Mark. Uh, Listen, partners are extremely important for Salesforce, um, not only because they help us connect with our customers because, you know, they have the regional presence like we do, but also because they are investing in skills to be able to deliver customer success projects and if i just sort of focus on the middle east market uh, as a whole you know we've got some amazing amazing partner ecosystem here partners who are truly invested in understanding how they can bring the best of our products and solutions to our customers so you know you will often see there are events being arranged there are um, campaigns happening where customers and partners are getting together and these are not selling tactics these are actually workshops where we are trying to bring value to our customers and it's our partners who are helping us amplify those messages forward so you know if, and, and if i look at the growth they are all growing tremendously but why are they growing because there is more and more opportunity to work with our customers here and you know it's, it's, it's the one thing i absolutely love about our ecosystem is because there's so much we can do on the platform for our customers, this is not one of those where you deliver a project, you go live and then the partner moves on to something else and the customer's forgotten about. No, we have this concept called, you know, customers for life and, and our partners fully embrace that as well. The, the, the other thing I want to highlight is partners are not just invested in building out a services business with Salesforce you know they're also carrying forward our core values which basically means trust which means equality you know and, and another example is our philanthropy model which is giving back to the community so one example is we have done some charity work within Dubai to give back but it's our partners who are doing it with us and the partners are now mandating that their employees take time out to deliver something for the community to be able to help the community around them and, and that is the power of our ecosystem. That's our partners working not, you know, under Salesforce, but actually side by side with Salesforce and taking some of those core values to our clients.
0: And Matthew, you work with a slightly different profile of partners. So same question to you. What, what, what Tell us about the partners that you work with and some of the work they're doing here in our region.
2: Yeah, thank you, Mark. So so, um, Makesh and I broke down the region with Makesh Predominantly looking after our top GSI's and our media agencies, and I looked after what we call our regional system integrators. So these are the these are the businessmen and ladies that are local to the region that have become traditionally from sales background and have done very well selling, and then they start their own practices up. So they tend to be uh, startups, and then they grow and grow and grow, and they become and have the same DNA of a global system integrator like a G, like a PwC or an Accenture, and The beautiful thing about that is, as you saw, Makesh's background is very much, he's been in the software industry for sort of 20 plus years. I came from a different industry where I actually ran businesses. So we dovetail very nicely our skill set. He understands the sales force and exactly how we deliver and our ecosystem extremely well. And I understand businesses very well and how they run. So I sit down with my partners and regularly go through with their planning for their business. I go through their financials. I'll help them with their marketing strategy, their sales strategy. I'll help them with their operations. I'll enable them to basically grow their business in terms of their education of their staff. And of course, now with the edu- the university initiative I'm doing, I'm now finding them the net new talent for the future for them.
1: So Mark, you know, one of the greatest things about our partner ecosystem is not just the fact that you know they've embraced our products and solutions and they taking those to our customers with us to deliver a a successful transformation journey but it's all the other things they do outside of the business which is following our core values for example building trust building transparency building customer success but the most important one is our philanthropy model you know the ability to give back to the community and let me give you a couple examples of that um, in the last two, three years, we've done, I think, three uh, VTO events, which is voluntary events for the local community here, where we've built toys for the children in refugee camps. We've built you know, healthcare sanitization products for, for women in, in refugee camps. You know We've built you know a, a numerous amount of materials which are then exported out for those in need or the labor camp workers. Why? Because we want to help. And it's our partners who are helping us support that initiative. It's our partners who are driving these campaigns in the region, you know, building out these sort of ETO opportunities, working with Salesforce, even working with their customers, and really taking time out and and actually in promoting and encouraging their own employees to dedicate some time to give back to the community. That I think is 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 one of the biggest change and the biggest sort of benefit I see when I look at the partner ecosystem is that it's not always about just business. It's about actually taking a step back, actually listening give Back to the environment, let's give back to the community, let's help each other, let's show that humane side of our our, our sort of engagement. And, and and you know, we're going to see more of that, it's something that we're going to drive more and more into the region. And I, it's something I'm extremely proud of.
0: And this is a question to both of you What's the most rewarding thing about working in the Middle East? I'll start with you, Mikesh.
1: Well, I, I mean, I think sort of I alluded to it the fact that you know, we're able to do these BTO opportunities, giving back to the community. Um, But if I sort of pick on something else that I find extremely satisfying is the fact that how invested our customers are and how invested our partners are to help them. That is what I find amazing. The ability to go over and beyond to really help our customers. And, you know, whether you're a partner, whether you're a Salesforce employee, you know, it's sort of working together and, and, and trying to drive a new change a new change a better future for together and to be part of that journey to be part of and, and witnessing that is it, it, something I think you know, it's going to stay with me for a long long time and it's something I want to carry on doing and it inc- excites me' it's, it's what I look forward to when I jump on the plane and come to Dubai or any other part of the Middle East and it's something that I could see the benefits sort of you know being, being, being sort of amplified in the region
0: Matthew how about yourself what's the most rewarding thing about working in our region?
2: Yeah, thank you, Mark. Um, look, I I think there's two two key areas for me that I get the most reward from. One is the day job, right? One is the day job, which is basically looking after my my top ten partners and watching them grow and expand and uh, get better and better and better at what they do. And that ultimately has a commercial angle. You know, they are they are becoming wealthier as a direct result of that. They're employing more people. They're having better skills, and they are really. Um, uh, going above and beyond where they've been before. And to see their personal growth for each of those uh, those owners that have done that journey and the work that they put in and seeing the fruits of those labours, that's a massively beneficial and uh, thing that really gets me going and, and motivated. The second piece is the work that I'm doing with the students. Um, that really is triggering in me at this stage in my career, probably uh, a little bit of give back, a little bit of just enjoying watching the the knowledge that you've got and the and the experience that you've had and imparting that to those students, I can really understand uh, how important teachers are, both in schools and colleges and, and the tutors at in universities. And I think it's our job; it's incumbent on us, it, as a big employer, as a as a big a big name in the industry and a big 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 employer and a leading light. There is to is to lead by example. And if we can give back and we can give those students the better journey, a better journey that they may have had without some of that knowledge, fantastic. If we can take them onto a different route in their life and they can be very successful, fantastic. And also, by the way, we're also uh, in those universities, all of those universities have alumni. And these are people that have been at the university and they've got jobs in other sectors in other industries. We're now educating them also. So can you imagine there's a whole workforce of people out there that are linked to a university that are now hearing about Salesforce and then we're retraining them to salesforce and let me go one step further as well we've had several partners help us on this journey uh epam who bought cloudworks have helped us we've had deloitte in jordan delivering for us and uh, we've had eit uh, who have done a fantastic work with students and um organizations in their home country and a lot of these partners they do work in their home countries so eit in lebanon coburg in Egypt. Clouds Lab in Egypt, you know, UBA in Jordan, Deloitte in Jordan, and, the, and it goes on and on and on. And there are, every partner is willing to give back. And I think that's really motivating to me. So it's both commercial and it's that
0: sort of giving back to the community piece. I'll tell you what I find the most rewarding, and it's working with legends like yourselves. Mukesh, Matthew, thank you so much for joining today's show. You've helped us to demystify digital transformation. And allowed us to be really optimistic about the speed and unpredictability of technological change and about the transformational leaders of tomorrow. And thank you, dear listener, for joining us on this episode of Tech Force. I'll see you next time. Hello, everyone. It's Mark, the host of Tech Force Middle East, a new podcast sponsored by Salesforce that explores some of the important issues affecting Middle East businesses today. Every month, we'll be joined by emerging entrepreneurs, startups, and leading companies to explore how they're navigating through some of the biggest changes of our time, whether it's about financial performance and inclusion, the future of work, digital first customer experiences, or gender empowerment. We'll be learning from the best. So grab a cup of coffee and listen to us wherever you get your podcasts. And don't forget to hit the subscribe button below and please continue the conversation in the comments. See you soon.